feels kind of odd for Daily Mass now to not preach about St. Joseph. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, we've been doing that for 30 days. It's almost become a habit. Like, you know, it's like, what day is it of the consecration? Oh, yeah, we just made the consecration. It's awesome. It was great this weekend. Thank you for those of you who've been doing the consecration with us. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Um, and I just, I do want to mention something about the consecration. Uh, things like with the St. Joseph consecration, or even if you do like the, the Marian consecration, it's so important to renew these consecrations, uh, usually on the anniversary that you do it. So next year for, uh, for All Saints Day, kind of have it in your head already to start getting ready to renew your consecration. And read the book again, like go through the whole process again. Um, it's always good to go back and to maybe revisit the fruits. Um, you'll probably notice the highlights of the underlines you had from this past year uh, in your book. And then you'll go back next year and you're like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. And then you'll find something else every single time. So hopefully maybe over the course of a few years, maybe like the whole chapter or your whole book would just be highlighted or underlined. And, you, and then, you know what, maybe go buy a new copy of the book and start all over again, you know, and see what, what hits you again year after year after year. Always try to renew these consecrations. It's always good to go back and to be reminded of the goodness that we have of St. Joseph, of the Blessed Mother. Um, so, yeah, just want to put that out there. Uh, the readings today, uh, the Gospel reading. Um, we heard something very similar in the Sunday readings uh, about, you know, this idea of people being invited uh, and people not taking the Lord on his invitation to the, the banquet. Um, and so, like, you know, what's the point of this? When we look at the group of people who were invited at first and then the people who ended up coming, what's the biggest difference? The ones who were invited at first were preoccupied with something. There was something that they had in their mind, something that, you know, they're caught up with worldly things. Uh, whereas you look at the people who end up coming, the blind, the lame, the crippled, um, most of these people would have a, a more or less undivided heart. Um, like, like when somebody invites them to a feast, how excited they would be to go. You know, because typically they would not be invited to something like this. Um, and so they're more receptive in a way because of, of maybe the lowliness of their state. Um, whereas, you know, you look at, you know, whoever bought a field, um, you know, he wants to go examine it. Like, can you maybe, like, do that, like, tomorrow? Like, can you not come to the feast when you're invited? Um, you know, the yoke of oxen, like, okay, you want to evaluate your oxen. Like, is that really more important than if you're invited to, to celebrate uh, an occasion? Usually these banquets were because of weddings and things like that. You know, celebrate the, the, the momentous events of our lifetime with the people that we love. Um, or even the one who says, you know, I just married. Um, marriage is a good thing. You know, I don't think Jesus would be saying that, like, you shouldn't get married, you know, because, like, obviously, like, that's a vocation, um, and it's the natural vocation. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't Saturday, and, you know, we had a guy in the seminary on his room had a flag that said Saturday or for the boys. Um, you know, so it's like, Lord knows what the reasons are. Um, but the whole point here is that we have to have an undivided heart. Uh, that if we put the Lord as, as the reason for why we do everything, then it's kind of hard for us to go astray. It's hard for us to be distracted, even when things come up in life, even when we have pandemics. Lord knows what these things are. Um, but by, by putting him literally at the center of everything, everything revolves around him. And if we keep that as our center, then we're not going to get lost. Um, and so we have to ask ourselves, you know, maybe what's the thing that we're dealing with like today? What's the most distracting thing that we're dealing with right now? Um, and guess what? Today's election day. We're probably all distracted in some way with what's going to happen today, or if we don't, if we don't find out the results today, what's going to happen in the next few days. Um, and the important thing is to not let that rob us of our peace, um, that if we keep the Lord at the center of our life uh, and we continue to remember that no matter what happens, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, then we're going to be okay. 
right? And remember, St. Paul said this a few weeks ago on Sunday uh, as well. He said, be anxious in nothing. Anxious in nothing. I keep going back to that because this 2020 is like the hashtag of anxious years. All right. So all things considered, we have to we have to remember that no matter what's happening, just like we hear in the Gospels, that if as long as we 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 take up like the Beatitudes, like we heard this past Sunday, you know, being poor in spirit, uh, which is what the people who made it to the banquet, that's what they were. In a way, their poverty of their situation of life helps them to be poor in spirit. Um, and so we're called to be that same way. And to acknowledge our brokenness, to acknowledge our own senses in which we're blind, the ways that we're crippled, the ways that we're lame. Um, and to, like, to say, like, hey, like, you know, I have problems. I have my own deficiencies. I'm not perfect. And because that's who the Lord actually takes into the banquet and who fills the banquet hall are those who are imperfect, those who are missing something, those who, um, in a sense, like their, their quality of life might seem to be diminished. But guess what? Their suffering can be a source of joy because their suffering is a source of love. And so let's ask ourselves again today, what is distracting me? And then to pray for the Lord to take those distractions away.